why don't we have a conversation about prayer? Let's get out some uh, kind of nuggets from, uh, from various members of the congregation. And these guys, wonderfully, what was it, Friday? You, you got a call and said, yes. Yeah. So first of all, give them a huge round of applause for being here. But we are starting a brand new series today on prayer. So um, bear with us as we totally wing this. Um, I mean, that is the best way of putting it. Uh, but, but I am genuinely honored to be sitting here uh, with some amazing people that I've seen, walked, and prayed with in many different scenarios and settings. So I know that this is going to be a, an absolute fruitful conversation. So I'll give you guys permission um, to do mini preachers if you need to. I know you're all capable of it. Uh, I will stop you if I feel like we're going on a completely wrong tangent. Um, but why don't we start with me asking you uh, your name and where someone might have seen you uh, active in church, whether it be Connect Group or on stage or whatever that is, just as a way of uh, introducing yourself. wonderful, beautiful prayer team. So they are the guys that pray for you every Sunday, over my right, your left, uh, and they also do the online ministry as well. And I just want to do a quick shout out to Gail and Anton who are watching from Cornwall. Hi guys. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to make that the only shout out of voice. We will be here all morning. <laughs> Sneaky Mo, I like it. Hi, I'm Cheeto. Uh, uh, you may have seen me on stage doing uh, leading the worship a few times. Um, I've been coming to the church for, I would say, probably going on 10 years now. And um, mainly I've been in the worship team, but sometimes I've uh, led worship in small prayer groups, um, some of the courses um, that we run. And anytime they say, well, Chido, can you come and cover a little worship in, you know, in the little cafe area, things like that. So that's, that's me. And you do, and I love it. Thank you. There we go. Hello to you. My name is Wendy, Wendy Harson. I've also been coming about 10 years. Um, Life-changing years, really. They have been um, started in the back row, and I've gradually moved forward. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what I love doing is um, I do love sharing um, the word. I've had the honor of preaching many times. Um, I'm also a co-leader with Harriet, Harriet, Sir, Harriet Sellers. We're a wonderful connect group every alternate Wednesday. And I'm on the teaching team of RISE, which is a fabulous ladies get together. Sorry that the guys can't come. We really have true fellowship and um, some amazing series that we cover. And then I have the joy of working with Yvonne in Refuel. Um, so during the holidays, I'm in the kitchen stirring big pots of food, I'm feeding up to 90 families. Um, and then I also am on the cooks team, so I, uh, from time to time I, I just provide meals um, anonymously. Just arrive at a door, knock on the door, we just get given an address and, and numbers. We just say, here's some food for your family. I love and that. Off we go. When, when does CV always beats everyone else's I've ever seen? It's amazing. Um, but you are just someone who just loves giving involved and loves serving, as you all are. Why don't we uh, jump in with a nice broad question, and we'll use this as a springboard for everywhere else we're going to go. Um, why don't we start with, what is prayer to you? So prayer is a, is a myriad of things. It's going to be different for all of us. 
And we're not going to cover everything, but what's the first thing that comes to mind, knowing that that's just the start, there's many more, I'm, not, you know, I'm trying to give you an excuse not to cover everything in one go. What's the first thing that comes to mind when I say, let's pray? Wendy, would you mind right, starting? Me. I'm going to get water. Oh, it's just communicating with God, <laughs> just sharing my whole being, my all in all with him, knowing that he's alive, that he really loves me and I'm learning how much that love is. It's a, a life journey of understanding how much, how deep that love is. But just communicating with him, sharing with him. Sometimes it's just a sigh. Sometimes it's <clears throat> much longer. More and more it's thankfulness mm. rather than asking. I'm finding, though I don't understand what's going on, um, I really believe that all things work together for good, Romans 8:28. So I'm finding more and more, and I've been a Christian many years, I'm an older lady now, um, and I first believed when I was 21, and I'm finding that those prayers of just asking and, and pleading are changing to, Lord, I just surrender, I just release myself to you in gratitude, because I know you've got this, I don't understand it, it's taking a long time, but I, I know you have this, and I just surrender and trust you. So prayers, communicating with him, and listening for him to answer. Yeah. <laughs> I did tell you they're allowed to mini-preach, and that was definitely one, wasn't it? That was amazing. Um, I love that. The core of it is encountering him, isn't it? That's fantastic. Good luck following that. <laughs> How many mini-preaches are we allowed? <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so for me, prayer is um, very similar. I think conversation is one of the things that came, but um, I'm going to use the word dialogue. Mm, um, nice. So I think uh, in my initial early days as a Christian, uh, prayer was either begging, um, communication out of fear, um, worry. Um, normally, prayer was a tense affair. Over time, prayer has now become more about intimacy, uh, more about feeling loved mm. in, in God's presence and the, I, I see that like kind of the dialogue being me talking a lot to me talking and God talking and now I'm trying to get to the point where God does more talking yeah, and I nice. do more listening and I'm a part of what God wants to do that's rather powerful, than me yeah. setting the agenda oh, that's amazing fantastic yeah probably um, similar for me really it's a it's an opportunity to get to know God's character more. It's an opportunity for us to get to know how well he knows us, because he knows us far better than we know, how, know ourselves. Um, so it's just speaking with him, and it's, it's just a beautiful privilege to know that we have that ability to just come before the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, and just speak with him freely as his children. Um, I remember, have we got time for a quick story? Yeah, of course. I remember I my yeah. first prayer I was around five or six years old and I was sitting in Regent's Park making daisy chains it's my daisy chains with the Lord moment um, and I was asking him for a brother and sister that would love me because sorry I get a bit emotional as well um, because I was I was bullied quite badly at school um, so I thought if I had a brother and sister that loved me I'd have some friends and it'd be great um, and I had to wait a long time but he really gave me the cream of the crop because I've got my beautiful sister Steph <laughs> look at her because she'll make me cry and if I look over that way I've got my beautiful sister Sam and she'll make me cry as well <laughs> um, but I am now one of seven uh, wow. siblings uh, of a 
family tree with many branches, but just, you know, the beauty that God heard that prayer um, at five years old. So when I think of prayer, I think of making daisy chains with the Lord. Oh, I love that. That's so beautiful. What I'd love is for us to, to, I mean, you all said amazing things off that, um, and I'd love to draw out comments and thoughts on each other's thoughts, but it does remind me of this one quote, the power of our prayers then lies not in primarily in our effort and striving or in any technique, but rather in our knowledge of God. Let's talk about that. Any thoughts? Okay, I can go first. Um, my, my favorite scripture in, in the Bible is in John 17 which says um, uh, the knowledge of the, uh, eternal life is the knowledge of the one true God and Jesus Christ who he has sent and I, I find that more and more of my life I'm starting to focus a lot more around that because mm. it, initially I think as a Christian I, I thought eternal life was just about going to heaven and I really don't know what I'll be doing there for eternity but I just thought it'll be great anyway better than what I'm doing on earth um, and then I, uh, when that scripture started to, to resonate in my heart, I'm like, actually, I'm going to have two opportunities or two bites of the cherry, another way of putting it. I get to know God on earth, but I get to know even more in heaven. And if God is, if we can use a mathematical symbol, infinity, that means the knowledge of God is like infinity. It's like there's so much about God that we would continue to learn. And on earth we get a taster. In heaven we get the full whack. Yeah. This is, we've got eternity to actually spend time to learn about God's infinity in terms of his being and who he is. And uh, so for me, um, that's what I use as my, sort of my guiding light um, when I think about prayer, how I approach God. I want to know him. Yeah. yeah, I want to know him here. I want to know as much as I can before I leave here and then just enjoy saying, aha, so that's what was going on when you were teaching that. On. Oh, okay, I really get it now. So that, that's my view on that. That's brilliant. Yeah, um, the same for me. I think it is about uh, over time for me with prayer, I've gotten to know the different um, aspects of God's character. So mm. his power, his healing power, his incredible love, his gentleness, his kindness. Um, and just that he really does follow through on those promises. You know, it's um, Philippians 4 that says, do not be anxious about anything, um, but with prayer and petition and thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the promise that comes with that is that the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Yeah, wow. And that's so true, and I found that in my life, definitely. Um, uh, I remember when my, my beautiful nanny Mole passed away. She was a gorgeous grandma. Um, she had a twinkle in her eye every time she saw me. And she was on her own when she died. And she had a big family, um, nine, seven, gran seven children and 21 grandchildren. <laughs> wow. I was her favorite. Um, <laughs> actually, bless her heart, she made, she made every one of us feel like she was her favorite. She just had that knack. Um, she was beautiful. Um, and. and you know, I was sad that she'd passed, I really was, um, but I had this pain in my heart that just wouldn't shift, that she was on her own when she died. Um, and I remember a couple of weeks after her funeral, I was at home and I was crying out to the Lord and I was sobbing. And I don't, I don't cry pretty, I'm not one of those pretty criers. Um, so it was, it was mascara and 
sweat and it was horrible. Anyway, so I was, I was crying away and calling out to the Lord, I don't understand why she was on her own. Why couldn't someone have been with her to hold her hand in those final moments? Mm. Um, and that still small voice of God said, I want you to read your devotional. I thought, I don't, I don't really feel like reading, Lord, but usually a good idea to do what the Lord tells you to do when he tells you. So I picked up my Everyday with Jesus booklet, uh, and it was around the 20th of May, and I read it. And I thought, oh, I don't really understand why you got me to read that, Lord. It doesn't make me feel any better. I don't think you understood, so let me tell you again <laughs> what the issue is. Um, and bless, you know, God is so gracious and so patient with me. And he said, no, beloved, I want you to read The Day She Died. It was the 5th of May, so I turned back through the book. Oh, so stroppy. Turning back through the book, okay, Lord. And I got to it, and I couldn't read past the opening, which said, never alone. And it was wow. Matthew's Gospel, the end of Matthew's Gospel, Jesus saying, surely I am with you to the end of the age. And in that moment, God just took away all that pain, all that sadness that she was on her own, because he was saying, I was with her, nothing else was needed. That's beautiful. Very moving and very lovely. And I, I love the sequence in that Philippians quote, mm. 4, 6, that we're not to be anxious about anything. And that's a very clear command. Don't be anxious, but instead pray about everything. Yeah. And I think nothing goes beyond that scope. Sometimes we think, I'm not praying for nations and peace in the world. I'm just praying because my next door neighbor's dog is barking. <laughs> and it seems so incidental. But I think it's pray about everything. Because I know that each aspect of our lives is important to him. And if we develop that intimacy that you were talking about, Guido, having that that is our first thought, instead of being anxious and getting the tightness, our first reaction is pray. If we can get that discipline, which then becomes a habit, that we do pray about everything. And I love what it says then, don't forget to thank him when yeah. he answers, because he will answer. <laughs> it may not be in the time or in the way, or um, it may not be the wind and the earthquake and the fire, but it might be that still small voice. But that's what you start tuning into, his answers and the sensitivity of this prayer relationship and the walk with the Lord, it does develop over the years as you just start to see, oh yes, you've answered me there. And he does transform mm. that darkness into moments of extraordinary dazzling light, even when you're in the suffering. Yeah. And that's why I think, don't be anxious, pray about everything. And don't forget to thank him when he answers. And then, as you say, the peace of God, which is like the hallmark, it does pass understanding. It boggles your mind how you can have peace when the circumstances are still as grim as they ever were. You can have that peace that passes understanding. And it's just such a beautiful gift from him. So um, we have many stories, I think, in all of our lives. But I just love the contrast of what prayer in everything means. And I have prayed in the darkness of the night, of times of deep anguish where things have happened in families that are causing such pain and suffering. But then the other amazing moments of just equal, just giving everything to God, where you're standing under a waterfall, you're just feeling that icy thrill of the waterfall on top, 
coming down or zooming down a black run on the ski slopes. I mean, I've done that a few times and it's this hair's breadth between fear and terror and utter joy. But in every moment, just make it a prayer. Yes, Lord, I'm alive, I can do this. Yeah. Or in the darkness of the night, I'm, I'm suffering. But yes, Lord, you're with me. Beautiful, I don't know, but thank you. Um, <laughs> you guys have made my job so difficult. There's so many things I could pick out. Well, let's, let's just pause for one more moment on this relationship with God because there's two things that stand out to me. One is the fact, the amazing fact, whenever I talk about prayer and encourage someone to prayer, the thing that I, I just never get past is the fact that our God speaks back. And I loved how you started, Chido, by saying, you know, I used to be a directional, religious, I have to do this. And then one day, it's almost like God started, hey, Chido, I'm here, by the way. I'm, I'm, you don't have to talk at me. I'm, I'm, I want to engage in a conversation with you. I mean, that's, that's one aspect. Um, so let's ask a question about that before I go to the next part, which is, what is hearing from God? What is him, how, um, what, what value does that add in terms of you engaging in a conversation with God rather than just talking to him? Yeah, brilliant. Uh, good question. So uh, for me, I'll, I'll start with a, with a story. So um, um, I think I've been a Christian probably about 20 odd years or so. And I came from a background where prayer was more shouting at God, if I could use that as a, a way of des describing things. And I remember one day in my room, I was obviously, it was like midnight, bless my neighbors uh, she was really sweet but um, I thought oh, I, I need to pray so I was there at the top of my voice <laughs> and um, I just remember as I was praying this voice just says you don't have to shout at me <laughs> that uh, wasn't your neighbor uh, yeah it wasn't my neighbor. <laughs> I did apologize the next morning to my neighbor but she was slept through apparently yeah um, so she didn't hear anything and that was uh, the first thing. And I got a picture. I had this picture of um, myself on one side of the river and God on the other side of the river. And I was like, why are you over there? And uh, again, it's like a still small voice spoke to me. It's like, that's how you see me. So while in my prayer time, I'm on one side of the river and God is on the other side, so I feel like oh, he's not going to hear me. Yeah. Uh, so I feel I need to grab God's attention. So the best way to do that is to, you know, shout. And um, so I took that away and was like, well, actually, I don't have to shout because actually he says, Lo, I am with you always. And all of a sudden I had the sense of God beside me. And I, I sat on my bed and I prayed for another hour and it was probably the quietest prayer I think I ever prayed in my whole life at that point in time. And it felt more reassuring. Um, and that was my journey. That was the beginning of me starting to feel that God is beside me, he's with me, he's near me rather than far away. And to get to the other um, part of the question, uh, how, how did I start to hear from God even more? Um, so I, I think about the, this, um, the movie with uh, uh, Bruce Willis and Knight, uh, the one that Knight Shyamalai did, and the little boy says, I, uh, I see dead people, so I say, I see pictures. Um, when, I, when I pray, God shows me pictures, and um, my memory works in such a way that if I can visualize something, I'll remember it. 
So my, I'm not so good, and this is what my wife will tell everyone. If she tells me something, I won't remember it. As soon as I've gone out the door, I'm like, what did she just say? Don't forget this when you go to the shops. I can't remember anything. But if I have a picture of it, that's fine. I'll just go and I just see the picture and good. So I think God knows that about me. And God gives me pictures. And so I have a journal. And all this started with a book, uh, The Secret of Secret Places by Bob Serge, which is a very long story. I won't go into that. But basically, I had a dream. God showed me a name of someone. My dad calls the name of someone. Um, when I'm having a conversation and the guy had a list of books to read and one of the books to read was this, The Secrets of the Secret Place by Bob Sorge. And in the book, he talks about a number of things. Well, having pictures. I was like, wow, this is awesome. You mean people see pictures too? And, um, and with the pictures, he talked about getting uh, like a journal. I use my phone because if I write something down, I probably will lose the book. So I just keep my phone because generally I keep my phone. So I write a lot of stuff on my phone. And I try and describe the pictures that I get. I try and write the stuff. And over time, I found that God just keeps giving me more and giving me more and giving me more to the point that it, it's like sometimes I'm like, okay, <laughs> I got to catch a train, God. You know, uh, and, and, and with those things is I write down and then God speaks to me. I meditate over it as well. Another good one is dreams. I found out the more I spent time with God, my dreams woke up. I started getting amazing dreams, dreams that were telling me things about what's going to happen today sometimes. Sometimes there's things that's happening in the world. Um, once God showed me about a coup that was about to happen in a country, and I had to stay up night and, and pray. Um, the coup still happened, but it was just amazing well, that well. I had that picture beforehand. And this is just the amazing thing about God. He will speak to us in a way that would work for you. Let me interrupt you there. Um, I love just the concept of God speaking. Because if you know that God is willing to speak back, you're ready and willing. So you, I know you're a dreamer. You, I mean, bless you. You get to go to sleep and God speaks. That's amazing. Um, for the rest of us, we have to read and study and wait and pray. No, I'm joking. It's, I, I love, uh, it was a Tim Keller in his book, Prayer. He says that God has initiated the conversation through the Bible and our response is in prayer. So it's a dialogue in that way. And then praying through the scriptures. And I, I love to go through individually how you hear from God. But the other part of it is not just the fact that he speaks back, but actually his tone. And if I can just touch on this thing, Jenna, I loved when you stood up here earlier because you went into the very thing that I've been thinking about recently, which is about confession and, and repentance. And it says that today's young adults, not just youth, I mean, anyone who calls or claims any kind of youth in their life, I young think. Young at heart. Young at heart, yeah, all of those. Actually, for a lot of people, we, we may be willing to pray, but actually we don't spend time in confession. And therefore, as a result of that, you don't experience the joy of forgiveness. And I think it's one of those powerful things about not just coming to God going, he's going to speak to me and tell me what to do, but also his heart is such a fatherly heart that he wants us to have a really solid and wonderful and connected relationship with him. Just like my, my daughters, when they come to me, okay, first of all, can we deal with the fact that you've made a massive mess or whatever? Okay, brilliant. I'm on your side. Let's go and sort this out together. There's such freedom in forgiveness, in joy and forgiveness. So give you, one of you guys an opportunity to talk about the tone of God. How does he speak to you? What does that sound like? Not just how he speaks, but what does it feel like when your father is engaging in a conversation with you? 
Well, I just, that's beautiful because so often we have a concept that this is a scolding father mm. who's, you've broken the rules, you've messed up, you know. Um, but as we get to know him and that relationship builds and the intimacy and the trust, wow, you just realize the level of tenderness. Yeah, that's ah, it. It's just overwhelming. Um, and I have prayed with so many people who have really been limping through life in a way, in a spiritual, emotional way, because they've never really felt forgiven. They've nearly, never felt free. They've not mm. had that wonderful sense of all of that mess wiped clean and that they can soar, that as they wait on the Lord and as they renew their strength and he does really give you the ability to soar above whatever that mess is. Yeah. There will always be the consequences of what you've done. Um, that often comes back in a way that you've got to deal with. But the fact of forgiveness is something so beautiful and sadly many people haven't really experienced that fully and therefore they're not living an abundant life and they're not really able to pray. Yeah, it's hard to move forward if you're being held back, That's isn't right. it? That's right. And yeah. I always think, how can you run forward to the destiny that he's called you to when you're looking back, you're going to yeah. bash into obstacles all the time. You have to forget the past, as he says, and press on to all that you've got in Christ, but know the tenderness of that tone. Yeah. Any comments, Mel, before I... <laughs> yeah, so I... I... One of my core verses is uh, from the Psalms, and it is, know me and search me, um, search mm. my heart, Lord. Uh, take any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And I always remember um, sharing that with the lovely Derek and Barbara Fawcett. Uh, and Derek looked at me and he went, oh, that's a dangerous one. <laughs> um, and he's so right, actually, because if you ask the Lord to show you any offensive way in you, he will. He will show you, and um, but as, as Wendy said, he does it with such tenderness and such gentleness and such kindness that that rebuke that you get when you've done something wrong, it doesn't condemn you, it challenges you, mm. it makes you think about um, how you're acting, and it, it makes you want to change, it makes you want to change your heart and, and ask him, Lord, forgive me and help me to be better next time. That's, can you believe, I mean, we feel like we've only just started and we're almost out of time already. I'm so sorry. Let me, let me just finish with this. We've talked a lot about our relationship with God. You guys have all touched on the fact that you, um, you can ask for those big things. You know, it's, it's about uh, praying with great expectation. I think Jonathan Edwards says uh, prayer is the voice of faith. Um, there's so much gold and stuff to share. But why don't you just give a comment to or even a story uh, of something that God has answered in prayer. Mel, you've already done that, but maybe you have another story. Um, because part of it is walking with God, but part of it is also prayer is where we get access to God's incredible resources and things break through. So, Yeah, I would, I would say, um, you know, there are sometimes, and I don't understand why, there are sometimes that God answers prayers immediately. 
Uh, we see that here with healing. There are yeah. sometimes it takes a bit of time. There are sometimes it feels like it just never happens. We don't always see the fruit of our prayers. Uh, but I would encourage you to never give up. Uh, always pray in all situations, in all circumstances. Um, one, one story that I can share, many of you know that I, I was very blessed with my gift from God and got married last year uh, to the gorgeous Simon G. Um, and... <laughs> But I prayed and prayed and prayed for over 20 years and Yvonne and Steph and Sam walked that journey with me as well. Um, and it was hard going at times because I was like, where are you, Lord? When is this? Is it ever going to? Um, and that was a, a heart's desire for me. That's not to say that everyone is made for marriage. It's not to say there's anything wrong with being single. God can use you mightily and powerfully in that season. Um, but for me, it was a deep heart's desire and it was a struggle. Um, but I persevered, pushed in through prayer, kept going, kept going, kept going, never give up, always keep taking it to God, um, and, you know, he will answer. That's amazing. I also love and challenged by the idea that, um, as far as I know, I could be corrected on this, but Paul, in all of his writings in all the New Testament, never asked for a change in circumstances. He doesn't ask to be taken out of a situation, but he does boldly ask and pray for, for huge things. And I, I love how that fell into it. And Mel, you were just such a model of, God, I, I'm satisfied, I'm content with where I am, but I'm not denying the fact that I want for more. Yeah. And you balanced that so beautifully, it was powerful. And he works in the waiting, I think. Yeah. He does. Excellent. Yeah, go for it. Okay. <laughs> um, I just love that too because um, right from the first moment that I knew him, he's been answering prayer. I was 21 at university, seemed to have everything going for me, but I had an emptiness of searching to just find meaning and purpose in life. And as I knelt next to my bed, that first prayer was, God, if you're real, mm. I want to know you. And he just answered that in the most extraordinary way and um, came to me and really presenced himself with me. And many have heard my story. But I went running to the person I knew was a Christian to ask her what had happened. I could sense this change. And she started to read from 1 Corinthians 13. And my prayer as that youngster was, if you are a God of love, how can I know you? Yeah. And 1 Corinthians 13 is one of the greatest passages in all of history on the love, the love so of God true. and what it's like. And that has been my experience over all these many, many years. Now I'm in my 70s and I still just get so excited that I can call on the Lord and he will answer me and tell me deep and hidden things I never knew. Jeremiah 33, 3, as early as today, answering prayer. And as you were saying, it's not the circumstances that have always changed, but he's doing something in me, and yep. that is the miracle. And Ephesians 3.19 says that Paul, praying for the church, oh, that you may be filled with the fullness of God himself. May you understand his love, which is beyond understanding, and be filled with the fullness of God himself. Because as he fills us, we are transformed from the inside and our prayers are not just me, help me, but we start wanting to pray for those around us prophetically, speaking his word into families, communities, nations. And we can pray with authority because it's what he said in his word and we are speaking his word with power, not because of anything we've done, but because 
Christ in us. Yeah. So I just want to say, if you've never tried to pray, you've never had that, it's communication, but it's honesty, absolute honesty, and just wait for him to answer. Beautiful. Chido, final thought? Yeah, um, very similar to Wendy. Uh, I, um, like I said, I became a Christian about 20 odd years ago, and I remember uh, it was around the start of Lent, and I, I said, God, I want to get to know you better, so I decided to fast throughout Lent and pray. And at the end, uh, towards the end actually, not quite at the end, towards the end, um, I had a dream, and in this dream, uh, God just showed me the Bible pages flicking, and he put a scripture um, and the number of the page of the Bible. I woke up, and I went there, and it was in the book of James, chapter 5. And I read that, and uh, what was just really amazing for me was that um, I asked God, what's my life about? And I still go back to that. It's over 20 years, I still go back to that, and I see God just picking each verse and bringing it to, to reality. I love that. Okay, what we're going to do is we're going to finish, unfortunately. Um, what I hope this has done, this section and this, this, uh, today's talk, is give you a taste of how rich and how powerful and how deep and how precious prayer is. And over the next few weeks, uh, Mark and other speakers are going to unfold different aspects of it. But why don't we finish off? I mean, I'm going to give you a bit of carte blanche. Um, our pressing time is that our, we need to go and get our kids, so we leave the kids workers. But why don't we just stand and individually, why don't you just pray um, for us as a church, one particular thing, whatever that is, um, and then I'll give some follow-up things after that. Is that okay? Yes. Yep. Father, I just thank you for uh, this, this season we're in, in, in going into um, about prayer. And it's, it's such a powerful thing. It's such an amazing thing. Um, I pray for this body. I pray for this community. Uh, I pray for this church. Um, all the way from the leadership down to everyone that walks through the door that we will come into a deep and meaningful relationship with God through prayer. And I pray that it will be transformative, that we will grow in God in a way that will completely amaze us, and that we will know the one true God and Jesus Christ, who he has sent. Mm. Amen. Yes, Jesus. Thank you. And loving Lord, we just thank you for this time of sharing from our hearts, not just about you, but with you, because you're with us in all of this. And we lift up every single one who's listened to this, here in the church, at home, in a car, wherever. And we thank you that you are the God who is alive, the God who loves with a never-ending love. And thank you, Lord, that as we lift up the name of Jesus, we draw all men to you and women and children. And we thank you, Lord, that what you've begun today will just grow and grow as we yearn for you, mm. for your kingdom to come, and for us to grow deeper and deeper in the knowledge and the love of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Jesus.
Yeah, Heavenly Father, I, I just want to lift each and every one of us in your church up to you now, Lord. Father God, I pray um, that each of us would have a renewed passion for prayer, a renewed mm. desire for prayer, Lord. Would you stir up in us hearts to pray, Father God, um, and just to understand the, the importance of and the, and the sheer power that comes with prayer, Father God. Prayer changes situations. Prayer helps wars to cease, Lord. Prayer brings love into the hearts of our loved ones who don't yet know you, Father God. So I pray that each and every one of us today, Father God, would just lift someone in prayer, Father God, and, and would we pray it forward, all of those situations that we need um, you to shine your light in, Lord. We pray for you to break through into every heart, Father God. Just give us that desire. Give us promptings this week, Lord. Bring people and situations to mind to pray for, Lord. And just help us to pray. Help us to know what to pray, Lord. We ask in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Wow. Thank you so much, every single one of you. And why don't you give them a huge round of applause? Thank you. My word. I felt like we could have carried that conversation for a much longer time. Um, let me give you one immediate response. It's the first of the month. We always change the watch at the beginning of the month where we pray for the church. We pray for our spiritual growth. That is everyone here and everyone watching online. Our relational growth that we grow in love with one another and our provision for the church. So um, let me just pray a blessing over those who uh, have been praying during the month of, where are we, April. And uh, I'll ask you to raise your hand if you would like to pray during the month. Let's just pray one more time. Father, we thank you, we bless you, we praise you for what you've done and spoken this morning. But we do ask you a special blessing and uh, just wonder uh, and affirmation over those who stood during that month of April to watch over the church through prayer, to lift it up, to protect it, and indeed that includes all of us. Father, we ask that as they step down that you would continue to speak to them. You continue to open their eyes and ears to what you have to say to them, to their immediate family, friends, and surrounding, and indeed to the wider body. We bless them in the name of Jesus. And if you would like to pray during the month of May, would you just raise a hand? What a great opportunity to take what you've heard today and put it into practice. So just raise your hand so I can pray a blessing. It's 10 minutes a day or so where you're praying for those three things. Thank you. Love and seeing the hands. Father, we thank you for every single hand that's raised in this church at this morning. And we ask you to bless them, watch over them. And indeed, as they stand at the forefront of, of this prayer for, for this church and indeed for everything you're doing, everything you're saying, would you watch over them? Would you continue to speak to them? Would you bless them, keep them as the apple of your eye and hide them under the protection of your wings? We bless them all in the name of Jesus. And as we know, God speaks. We believe that he was speaking to us, our prayer team this morning about some people, some individual people that he wants to meet with in prayer. So if any of these words resonate with you, then come along um, and the prayer team will be waiting. My right, your left to get some prayer with you. So a man with recent diagnosis of colon cancer, an elderly man who's very anxious about COVID, a woman who's struggling with severe effects of menopause, a family struggling with how to help their teenager who has attempted suicide, a woman with alopecia, someone with diabetes and desperately trying to lose weight, a teenage boy who has fractured his toes on his left foot, a toddler with a speech impediment, a lady who has had a brain hemorrhage, someone who has dislocated their right arm, an elderly person with severe case of flu and finally a baby with severe colic. 
So if any of those resound, or indeed, if you want to start that prayer, maybe start a relationship with Jesus, uh, my right, your left, and Mel and the prayer team will happily pray for you. Let me pray a blessing on you, and thank you, uh, God, for being present in this place. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. And everyone said... Amen. Bless you. Have a wonderful week of prayer. See you next Sunday.